What's good, Joe? Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Rod. Before I get started, I want to share a bit of my story with this topic I'm going to speak on tonight. And I want to shed light on this topic because I really believe this is something that us men and even younger men need to talk more about and be more aware of in our lives because I think it affects us a lot more and affects the people around us a lot more than we than we even know. And the topic that I'm going to discuss tonight is mental health, issues about issues and battles with depression and even suicidal thoughts and suicidal even thoughts of or actions of people of you actually trying to go out and actually kill yourself. Now I don't want to ask for anybody's sympathy or empathy or anything. I just simply want to share my story and share my struggles with suicidal thoughts, depression, mental health, and hopefully this can give you hope or give somebody else out there hope. You know, if if you or somebody you know has been or is going through a rough patch, you know, I just want to tell you right now that night is darkest before the dawn. Got to have rain before to see a rainbow, right? You know, you got to come out, the, you got to go through the mud to come out cleaner on the other side. You know, these things that you're going through are not happening to you. These things are happening for you. And you may be saying, well, I lost my, I lost my mom. I lost my dad. I lost my the love of my life, whatever it is. You think that it's happening to you, but these are all going to teach you a lesson. These are all going to make you stronger. Things that happened, things that are happening for you. Now, I don't like to say things happen for us. I like to say, or to us, I like to say things happen for us. And when those things happen for you, those are things that you are built to handle. Those are things that you are built to endure and come out stronger afterwards. You're given tasks, you're given tests in life. And you have been equipped and you are equipped to pass each and every single one. God's not going to give you a test that you can't pass. He's not going to give you a trial that you can't finish, that you can't, that you can't defeat. Life is a video game that God gives us. And we are well enough equipped to beat each and every mission. Now, some missions are harder than others. You know, there's sometimes the boss level is a, is a pain in the ass and you're stuck on that level for God knows how long. But eventually, you will get it right and you will get through it. and You will pass it. Now, I want to encourage you that it may suck. Everything's awful right now. You may be mad at the world. You may be mad at your parents. You may, this, the whole, you may be just mad at the world right now. You know, I, I know certainly that I was, but just know that this is only temporary. It's not going to last forever. So don't be so hard on yourself. Try to ask yourself, what is this trying to teach me? How is this going to make me better? How is this going to make me stronger as a person? And then subconsciously, you will start to change your mindset, change your focus and change your feelings and your mood, and you will eventually pull yourself out of that hole. But it's not only on you. 
go seek help. Go ask your parents, ask your friends, ask members in your church, if you're in a church, get connected somewhere, find a community to help you come out of whatever hole it is you're in. Because you can only climb so high by yourself. You need a support system. You need people around you to help pull you out. But with that being said, it only starts with you. These people can help pull you out, but they can't pull you out themselves. They need to be able, think about this, like I said, it's like a, you're crawling up, but you, they, you can only go so far. And they can only reach down into that hole so far. They can't, they can't reach all the way down and grab you by the hand and pull you all the way up. They need you to start, they need you to start climbing. To start that climb and to help to start pull yourself out of there. Because if you can't, they can't reach to you and they can't help pull you up and help you get out of that darkness and get out of that hole. It all starts with you. You have to take the first step. You have to be willing to take the first step. You have to be willing to admit that I might be suicidal. I may have mental health issues. I may be dealing with depression. I may be battling demons that I'm not necessarily knowing about or I'm afraid to talk about to somebody it all starts with you it all starts with recognition and seeking help so please don't put this off there are people out there that want to help you there are people who want to see you succeed you just have to ask the question you just have to find out you know this is something that i wish i knew earlier you know how many people were actually on my side i was afraid to ask for help because i thought i'd be ridiculed because us men or us guys are supposed to be seen as strong and abrasive and emotionless and we can't let anything knock us down or pierce our masculine frame because we're seen as weak that's not the case your feelings your demons your emotions those are all real i want you to own it okay now i want to slowly transition into talking about my story and I have been I wouldn't say nervous or scared to share it I just haven't really thought about sharing my story my struggles that I dealt with you know my mental health road excuse me but I feel like this is just the time to openly talk about it and to publicly just put my heart out there and to put my story out there because this has been on my heart for a while, and I feel like God's put this on my heart for y'all. And I believe this story might help a lot of people and what I've done and what I've gone through. Overall, what I've gone through, I really believe that this could help if you allow it. If you allow, if you allow this story to resonate with you, hopefully you will see some value from it. It all started... In high school, I was just your average, I guess you could say, athlete who was relatively good looking and relatively athletic and was sort of, he had, had some street cred, it was decently popular, you know, and I, everything was going well for me at the time. I had, a, I had a great girlfriend at the time that I really liked and everything was cool. Our football team was doing good. Our, my grades were good. I was looking to go to college and get my degree and whatnot. Family was healthy. Everything in life I couldn't complain at the moment. Everything was good. You know. But I real I look back and, and I think that 
I was really, really selfish. I was really, really self-centered. I was really focused on only myself and my relationship with my girlfriend at the time. I wasn't family oriented. I wasn't, excuse me, I wasn't really focusing on family, focusing on family issues, family, you know, and I really look back and think if I'd have spent more time with certain family members and certain people because those some of those people aren't here no more and I sacrificed time with my with the my, with my family members who aren't here anymore with some girl I haven't talked to in almost 4 years so I think being in touch with your family and always checking in with your family is very important because you never know when they're going to be gone. I lost two of my family members almost within the span of a year. You know, thankfully, they weren't, you know, my mom or my dad, but they were family regardless. And losing family is never easy. I actually make that three family members within a span of a few years, you know. I lost my grandfather and I lost my aunt. I lost one of my cousins. You know, like I said, is I'm I'm very fortunate that it wasn't my mom or my dad or my brother. But family is family regardless, and losing a family member is never easy. It's never <laughs> something you want to go through. It's never something you want to experience with us within a such short period of time. Losing losing so many people in a short period of time. You know, and on top of that, you know I. My girlfriend at the time broke up with me, and I was in this relationship. And I was, I was, I guess you could say I was in love with this girl. I wanted to be with this girl. I wanted, to, at the time, I really wanted to marry this girl. And there was issues that we had in our relationships. There was, it all boiled down to that we were very toxic together. We were very manipulative. You know, we're always arguing, always fighting about something. But it just reached a point to where. It was enough, enough was enough. And I thought, damn. At that point, when she broke up with me, I was just starting college. My grandfather was on his deathbed. And I felt alone because, you know, going to college, not a lot of people that I know here. You know, she was going to the same college as I was going to. So I, I thought, you know what? At least I'll have her with me. You know, my grandfather is not doing too well. My dad's not doing too well because it's his dad. And, you know, I hate to see my father like that. You know, and the relationship felt shaky and things just felt things just felt off at the moment. You know, I feel like I was failing as a son, a grandson, a boyfriend, just overall as a person, as a friend. And once that happened, you know, once that 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 rocked my entire world. You know, she says she wants to see me no more, that she hates me, that, you know, <laughs> you know the spiel. She hates my guts and everything, and she doesn't want to see me no more. She wants to like, she rather see me die. She never wants me to be happy ever again. You know, that's the, the you know, that good stuff. You know, one, but once I got that news, and, you know, once I, she told me this as I was going to this camp, in Camp Cary. <laughs> it's a business camp for incoming freshmen at Arizona State. And I was fighting or trying to fight to get her back the whole time there. And I eventually got back home from the camp to my dorm. And I met some new friends and we all hung out there for a little bit. But we eventually let, they eventually all left. You know, my roommate was going home for the weekend 
and the guys that were there, they went back to their respective places. And after they left, I just felt an overwhelming sense of stress, anxiety, fear, conviction. There was just oh, there was this burden that I I could literally feel this burden on my back that it brought me to my knees. And I can't tell you <laughs> the last time I cried that hard. You know, I cried out to God, asking for forgiveness, asking for him to love me. Because at the time, I really wasn't involved with my faith. I wasn't really seeking God. And I felt, honestly, I felt disgusting. Reaching out to God at that moment, reaching out to God in my final, in my last resort, literally begging on my knees to God. It took that to make me realize that God is there and that God is wanting me to seek him. It took him breaking my heart for me to finally see that he is there for me. He wants me to be there. You know, I prayed to God and I asked him, I said, this isn't the real me. You know, you know who I am. And this is not who I'm meant to be. This is not who I want to be or who I'm trying to be. And I just prayed to God to ask him to show me who he is. And just, I just needed some guidance. I just needed community. I needed love at that time. And I told God, I said, look, I just need help. That's the first thing I recognized. I said, God, I'm sorry. I hope you freaking forgive me. You know, this isn't who I am. I just need help. I need you to help me. You know, I didn't, I didn't know where I didn't know who to ask. So I started with God, you know, and I at that point, that was my rock bottom. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to ask or who to help or who to ask for help or who was going to be there for me, who wasn't going to be there for me. Because at that time, personally, man, after the breakup, my phone went dry. Nobody was asking me, hey, I heard the news. Hey, I heard this. How you doing? How you been? Throughout that time, I honestly found out there were a lot of people that were plotting against me. And it felt like nobody was there. Until I finally reached out to God. And it's funny because I asked God for help. And a couple of days later, I run into this man from a church that I eventually got involved in and I eventually got re-baptized re in and I eventually re-owned my faith with that church. And looking back, I said, you know what? That man, that community, that church was God coming to help. That's That was God sending me a community. That was God sending me love and forgiveness. And I eventually got involved in the church and started doing a lot of things. And it was very great, you know, but, you know, I, unfortunately I lost my grandfather, um, not too long after, uh, the breakup. So I guess you could say it was October or something that we broke up and then he passed away in January. Oh, there's a whole other crazy story about my grandfather's passing and everything. There's just, but I don't want, I don't want to talk about that. That's a story for another time. If you want, if you want me to dive into that, I will, but you know, I just think that if I didn't ask for help at first, I wouldn't have seen the light. I wouldn't have crawled out of it as quickly as I did. I guess you could say, you know, and going back to my relationship, you know, I, I definitely 
was suicidal. I definitely had tendencies, you know, after like after the relationship, even going through the relationship. I was I would come home late at night, upset. I can't tell you how many times, man. I I there'd be days where my head felt like it was gonna explode because I was crying so much and I was so sad and I was so angry at everything. And I wanted to just take that pain away. I want I was I was like, you know what, this pain is too great in my head. You know, my head hurts so much. I want this pain to just go away. You know, I can't tell you how many times I went to my parents' medicine cabinet. Can't tell you how many times I grabbed a kitchen knife. But the thing is, I didn't have the balls to do it. I was too scared. <laughs> Luckily, I just couldn't get myself to do it. There was just something inside me that said, you know what, this really sucks right now, but I believe there's something better on the other side of this. I believe that I'll come out stronger and better. You know, and, and then I want to encourage you that to not act on your emotions. I know it sucks. I know there's pain. You want to get rid of that pain. You want to do anything you can to get rid of the pain. You want to relieve it and get rid of it forever. But please, you don't understand the harm that you're doing to yourself. You're doing harm to your parents who love you extremely. You're doing pain to your grandparents, your brothers, your sisters, your loved ones, your family, friends, your community. You have no idea how much one life can impact a community. Now, I thought at the time, too, like, no one would give a fuck. No one's going to care. You know, maybe some people will show up to my funeral. Maybe some people will actually try to look like they attempt to care. But you honestly don't realize that there's so many people out there that actually would be affected by you deciding to kill yourself. And I want to just say for a moment that don't think ever that you're not good enough. Don't think for one minute that nobody would miss you. Nobody would long for you to not be dead. Because I promise you, there are so many people out there that want to help you, that want to see you succeed, that want to see you grow, that want to see you win. You just have to believe it. Don't listen to these demons. Don't listen to the enemy and what the devil is trying to get you to do. Don't listen to him. He's trying to feed on your weaknesses and your insecurities. But you can't, he can't rock you. Because God's got you. God's got your back. God's there for you. God's there fighting your demons for you. God wants you to come out stronger, stronger from this. And he knows you can. This is why he's giving you this test. And I can't stress it enough. The enemy will never win. The enemy will never win. You cannot let the enemy win. You cannot let him claim victory. He wants to see you perish. The enemy wants nothing but to see you perish. He wants to see your downfall. But God wants you to succeed. God wants you to win. 
So when choose him over everything. Now I'm not trying to persuade you to get involved in church, but I'm just saying those thoughts, listen to those good thoughts, hone in on the positive things, try to learn, learn to be grateful. And I know it sucks. I know it's hard that you can't determine, you know, because you have good days and bad days. You have days where you feel absolutely low and there's days where you feel absolutely great. But the thing is you have to learn to control what you give attention to and what you focus on. Now, I know it might suck. Times might be tough. But you got to, you have to focus on the good. Focus on the positive. Now, back to my story. I was explaining that, you know, after the breakup, I lost my grandfather in January. And that's my first time ever losing somebody. And I didn't know how to handle it. I felt sad and confused. I I just didn't know how to react. And, you know, it it did hurt me because, you know, I obviously love my grandfather. God rest his soul. You know, not having somebody there for me, you know, not having a significant other there for me, you know, And I didn't really tell anybody because, like I said, I didn't feel like anybody was going to be there for me. Or I was scared, (laughs) you know. And I feel like, personally, I've, I've handled deaths in my family very well. But when I'm alone, it's just... I get thoughts and feelings about certain things. You know, when he passed, I thought, man, this is awful. And I was thinking about my dad and thinking about all these things that I had ex- had so much anxiety and so much fear that what was going to happen. You know, and I even got more and more depressed because he's gone. You know, my grandfather's gone. You know, my girlfriend's gone. She's not here no more. No one's here. To, no one's here for me. And, you know, like I said, those thoughts, those those dark thoughts kept creeping in. The enemy kept saying, hey, you know, your grandfather's dead. Your girl left you. No one's asking how you doing, how you been. No one's checking up on you. I mean, does anybody want you here? Would they really notice if you were gone? And I thought for a minute, man. I was truly convinced for a minute that, that that nobody would notice that I was gone. And man, was I wrong. And you sure as hell are wrong too because you don't understand. Like I said earlier, I just don't want to, I don't want to get too redundant on it. But you know, there's so many people out there that want to help you. But you know, like I said, I lost my grandfather. And not too long after that, I lost my, I lost one of my, my aunts. She passed away a few months later, and then I lost my cousin early in February of 2020, almost a week after Kobe died, which made it even worse. You know, I lost my aunt, and I lost, I mean, lose Kobe, then lose my cousin. And it was just like, damn, just all these things, all these things at once, man. And it's just insane. You know, you have no idea how fast these things can happen or how crazy these things can happen. You know, my cousin who passed away, I mean, he was the 
the most kind and the most generous person ever. I mean, he he was special needs, and but that's that doesn't knock the fact that he was probably the most generous person I knew. And one of the things I personally regret is not spending more time with him. Not spending more time with family. You know, because even though he only is a cousin, you know, he's not straight up blood family, but he is still family. And sometimes there's, I even have mental, you know, mental issues sometimes. I even think about today where I I, I stay up late at night crying because I regret not seeing my cousin, not seeing my aunt, or not seeing my grandfather more. You know, I personally don't think I have many regrets in my life. You know, I feel like I've lived life, you know, doing what I want, doing my own thing, living how I want to live, not giving a damn what anybody thinks. But some things that I regret, well, those will stay with me forever. And I don't want to look back on it and dwell on it, but there's times where I still struggle with it today, you know, and I think, you know, I've, I've beat the suicide part, I beat the depression part, but the mental health and the mental issues that still come, you know, those are going to stay with me forever. And like I said, I don't, I don't want to dwell on it and just, but, you know, I just want to encourage you that this is a story to encourage you to focus more on family and to hone in more on your family. And going through this, I have can't tell you how much my relationship with my parents has grown. It's grown so much stronger. You know, I can almost go to them for anything. It all started when my father first found out about the breakup and everything. And we sat on the couch and just talked for hours about just everything and anything ranging from college to dating to relationships to God, you know. And it gives me the chills just talking about it because your father wants that relationship with you. Not just your father in heaven, but your father on earth. Your parents want that relationship with you. They are willing, they want to do anything for you. They, they're willing to do anything and everything they can just to see you smile, just to put a smile on their face, just to make you happy. They want nothing but your success. They never, ever have the intention of doing you wrong. They only want to see you succeed. And I wish I would have done that sooner. You know, I have, I have conversations with my father, you know, probably once a month or something about just diving deep about life and goals and relationships and whatnot. And I wish I would have done that a lot sooner. So I encourage you. Talk to your father more. Talk to your mother more. Now, every time I think about my parents, I think of this song by Cody Johnson that's called Till You Can't. And he basically explains the story of all these things you can do or these things you can technically put off until you can't anymore. You know, you can you can always call your mom back later until she's not there anymore. You can always tell your dad, you know what? How about we go grab a drink another time? Or how about we go do this another time? I just can't today. You can, t- you can keep putting things off with him until he's not there anymore. So, 
take that phone call from your mama and just talk away because you never know how much you're going to want to till you can't no more. Go on that fishing trip with your father. Go on that shopping trip with your dad. Go to the store with your dad. Go on a ride. Go work out with him. Literally do anything. And I want to encourage you to involve your parents more or do things with them more. The littlest things that they want. And if they say, hey, we're going you know, to dinner. We're going grocery shopping. Do you want to come? Or hey, we're going to get coffee. Do you want to come? You say, hell yeah. Because they're not asking you just for the hell of it. They're not asking you just because they're asking you because they want to spend time with you. They want to talk with you. They want to connect with their daughter, with their son. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about they actually want to connect with you and they actually want to know who who their son is? They want to know who their daughter is. So please don't be afraid to involve your parents but talk to your parents more about things. Because, like I said, you don't understand how much they want to see. They do not understand how much they want to help you. And if you don't know where to start, your parents are a great place to start. If you know that your parents are there for you, you know. And this is a this is a touchy subject for people that have, you know, absent parents or they don't have the best, you know, relationship with their parents. If that's a different story for me personally, I'm not sure what where to go. I would say. Call God, <laughs> you know, because God never is never going to fail you. But if you have family and if you have parents that are there for you and that love you, that is the absolute place to start. And you will build a relationship and a bond that you wish you would have done sooner. I actually have a couple notes that I wrote down before this just to give you some encouragement for the road ahead. I've said earlier now I hit my own personal rock bottom, but I believe we all hit our own rock bottom. You know, each and every one of our own rock bottoms is very different than the other. But just because somebody may have lost more or the magnitude may have appeared to be greater, that doesn't dismiss how great yours is. Just because somebody somebody's misfortune seems huge, that does not dis this dis that does not dismiss yours at all. Yours is still great. Rock bottom is rock bottom regardless. Everybody's battle is a big deal. Everybody's battle is a battle. A battle is a battle regardless. I don't care what it is. You're not overreacting. You're not being too emotional or too sensitive or too whatever. These are your emotions. These are your demons. These are your battles. So you have every right to feel this way. And I want to encourage you just to talk about it. You know, why aren't we talking about it? Are you are you scared of judgment? Or do you not think anybody is there for you? And like I said earlier, you have no idea how many lives would be impacted if you were to be taken from us. Now, I believe I have a pretty good feel of my audience and feel who's listening to it. And like I said before, I love y'all. Y'all are literally the <laughs> the reason why I do this. The reason why. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's like the third time my voice cracked today. I'm unbelievable. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> y'all are literally the reason why I do this. And I love y'all. And 
I would hate to lose it. I would hate to lose a, you know, a, a listener because I know that honestly, man, it's not because I want views or I want listens or I want streams. I'm actually not getting paid at all to do this. You know, eventually I want to, but I I'm doing this for myself and there's another voice crack, dude. Holy. But anyways, this is besides the point. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not doing this just to get paid or just, you know, get a quick buck. I'm doing this because I want to do it because I want to do it for y'all. And if y'all, if one of you were to be taken from me or somebody you love were to be taken from me or from us, that that would, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be sad. I'd be disappointed. I'd be, you know, and I wouldn't know what to do because I know that some of the love and some of the feedback that I receive is real genuine and really, really is from the heart. And I know that the things I put out there, the things I put on social media are very, sometimes controversial. Sometimes it's not a popular, sometimes it's whatever, but I know what I post, it resonates with people. And those certain people that really, that it brings value to, it would, it would pay me to see one of you or somebody you love be taken from us. And if you're listening to this, or if you, if or if you shared this with somebody, I encourage you that you, I, I hope that you shared this with somebody because I hope that what I said has helped or has planted a seed. I just want to let you know if you don't think anybody cares, or if anybody's there for you, or if nobody would notice if you were to be gone, just know that I would. I'm here for you. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you win. I don't want you to go into that. I don't. I don't want to want you to to raid that medicine cabinet. I don't want you to pick up that gun. I don't want you to pick up those kitchen knives. I don't want you to kick out that chair from underneath you and hang yourself. Because I know what it feels like. I've been there. Trust me. I feel your pain. I'm here for you. I love you. It's not worth it. It is not worth it at all. And I hope and I pray that you understand that. And I hope that whatever it is I'm saying will hopefully make you second guess what you're doing or second guess your thoughts of leaving us. Because I want you to stay. I want you to win. I want you to succeed. I want you to have that beautiful family with those beautiful kids and beautiful wife, you know, beautiful husband, whoever it is. You deserve that. That's all waiting for you. So please put the gun down. Put the meds away. Put that knife back. Like I've told you, it's a dark place. It's a very dark place. And I know how dark it may seem and how how you may think it's so dark that you're never going to see the light again. But I want to encourage you to pick yourself up. Climb that wall. Because if you don't think anybody else is going to be at the end of that wall, just know that I will be at the end of this wall reaching my hand out to you. And I want to pull you up. Climb that wall. Find my hand. 
because I want to pull you up. And I mean this 100%. I absolutely am. I don't take this lightly. I don't take this subject lightly at all. This is a very sensitive topic for me personally because I've been there. And I've done, you know, I've been there. I've been, I've been through the darkness. I believe we all have at some point, but it all affects us differently. And I never want to see you have to go through that extensively. I want to pull you out. I want to help you. So if you or you know somebody who may be dealing with depression, mental issues, suicidal tendencies or suicidal thoughts or whatever they're going through, just please know that I'm here for you. And please know that I'm willing to do anything I can just to help you see it through, just to help you come out the other end. Because I, I feel like there wasn't, I've said, I said it earlier, I didn't feel like there was many people there for me. And I know how you feel. I know it feels like nobody is there for you. Just let me be that one person for you. Just let me be that sign of hope for you. Because one, I am proud of you. Of everything you've done up to this point, you are so strong. You are so powerful. You are here to make splashes in life. You are here to impact so many people and so many lives. God has a purpose for you. God has a calling for you. You got It's time to step into it. And I want to help you. So please, don't be afraid to reach out. I can only help if I know what's going on. I can't help if I don't know what's going on. So please, you know how to get a hold of me. Or you know how to reach me or whatever it is. You know, I'm here. You just have to extend your hand and I will extend my hand to you. If that's for you. Or if that's for anyone you know, just know I love you. I'm here for you. That's all I got for tonight. I want to thank you for joining me on a very, a very, very special episode tonight. A very emotional episode, I, I'll say. Y'all are my motivation. Y'all are the reason why I do this. Can't thank you enough week in and week out. That y'all literally helped me to do this. And I'm so thankful for all the love and the feedback and I, I get from this. And it's more than I've anticipated. But enough about me <laughs> for tonight. This is about you. This is about your success. This is about your path. This is about your struggle. These are. This is about your battle. Don't fight that battle alone. Find somebody. Get some help. Because it all starts with you. Thank you for joining me tonight. Another episode of Real Talk with Rod. And as always, please stay safe out there.